Welcome to Quillsword Blogcast. Banning cows and building coal-fired power plants. Climate and world political leadership. People tend to act on what they believe. That shouldn't be controversial as a statement. This one might. People tend to act in accordance with what they believe to be true. And that isn't to say that people always act in perfect rational accord with their beliefs. First off, no one is perfectly rational. Second, what seems reasonable response to the belief of one person may be silly to another. However, on the whole, people will tend to act in accord with what they believe to be true. It's on this basis that I think the climate, whatever we're calling it now, is bunk. Yes, yes, scientists say. They also say eggs are good for you. No, wait, bad for you. No, no, good. Even well-intentioned scientists can be wrong. They can also lie like dogs to get published and keep their jobs. Scientists only come in size human, just like everyone else. So what do the policymakers believe? After all, scientists have to show their work to the guys that make policy in order for laws and regulations to get changed. Policymakers should be reasonably well informed and have been educated by climate scientists well enough to design good policy, right? Stop laughing. As obviously flawed as this principle is, it's the one we're working from. No, no, I don't mean me for this commentary. I mean public policy worldwide. The scientists tell us the sky is falling and the scientists know best. It's a bit hyperbolic, but it is exactly what policymakers and political leaders worldwide have been saying, in prettier prose, for two decades. Follow the science. Oh, no, wait, wrong global crisis. You're not a climate scientist. That's better. Never mind that most of the oft-quoted and completely erroneous 95% of scientists accept global warming slash climate change slash movie of the week aren't climate scientists either. Back to the question. What do the folks making all these policy, legal, and regulatory changes believe about climate change? I can tell you what they don't believe. They don't believe that carbon dioxide is either either causative or controllable. It's kind of dubious that they even believe that the climate is in crisis of any kind. I suppose a few have been begun to believe their own rhetoric, but the majority aren't buying this. How could I possibly know? Simple. Look at the policies they advocate and enact. Here's an example. The United States is really, really, really protective of all things related to nuclear weapons. Why? Because the things are insanely dangerous. The U.S. actively fights nuclear proliferation. It takes other nations building nuclear weapons very, very poorly, asked North Korea and Iran. The U.S. wants to keep nuclear weapons and anything related to them as close to the vest as is humanly possible. The U.S. and a few close allies, plus those nation-states that have already acquired them. That's it as far as the U.S. wants this stuff to spread. Insanely dangerous stuff should be kept as close as possible to where you can, pro- so that you can protect and regulate it. Same reason your mom wouldn't let you play in her knife drawer. So with the fate of the world hanging in the balance, what do our political leaders do? 
Well, the ones in the developed countries actively deindustrialize themselves and industrialize the heck out of China. So all that already regulated and built industry, along with the multitude of infrastructure projects, are shuttered so that they can be rebuilt entirely in an authoritarian developing country with little or no environmental regulation and a lot of reasons to not enforce what little regulation they did have. Every carbon reduction in the developed world is dwarfed by the carbon output of China alone. Yes, really. Before the both Olympics that China hosted, China shut down both industries and power plants so that their air wouldn't look like London fog on steroids. China is in the process of building more coal-fired power plants right now. The U.S., with all its incredible and annoying regulations, shuttered its coal plants. Which do you think is doing more environmental damage now? Oh, I obviously don't believe in the climate crisis nonsense, but I'm all for keeping our environment clean and well-managed, at least as much as possible. Smog made Los Angeles in the 1970s a meme, and thanks to some good and some overbearing regulations, you can normally not see Los Angeles air any longer, and you haven't really much in decades. If you want visible air, you'll have to go to Beijing. I'm dubious that mass plant suffocation is a good way to save the planet, but polluting the heck out of a massive country like China certainly isn't doing the planet any favors. So the Netherlands wants to ban cows. Every developed nation is clamoring to pay China to strip mine half of Africa so that they can build more subsidized solar panels for the discerning climate virtue signalers to stick on their roofs. The United Kingdom is killing tons of ocean-going birds so that they can harness the power of the wind and create nearly indestructible fiberglass waste. Does any of this even sound like conservation, let alone combating climate change? The build-out of industry and infrastructure alone is thought to have used more concrete in China than in the whole of the U.S., Power plants, roads, buildings, as well as schools and homes all had to be built for China to become the world's assembly plant. All of that translates into political leaders worldwide playing a shell game. Reducing carbon emissions at home, no matter how many blue-collar workers it puts out of jobs, looks good to the echo-minded soccer moms. That the emissions are just transferred and increased to China makes no never mind, as long as politician Bob can say he's fighting climate change during the next campaign. Multiplied by about 50, uh, the number of developed nations is a bit hard to pin down, but we're counting all of Europe and the traditional West, plus Japan and South Korea, with a smidge to spare. It's a decent estimate of the number of countries busily pretending to fight the good fight while letting the least developed nations and China pollute the heck out of their countries. Mind you, the atmosphere doesn't care about the GDP per capita of the source country. If carbon dioxide is a pollutant, then there's far more of it in the atmosphere now than 20 years ago. Paying someone to plant a few trees in the U.S. and Canada won't fix that. Trees only help with the local CO2. The stuff from the other side of the planet is presumably making its way into the upper atmosphere where it can heat the planet. Lots of fun, feel-good projects and policies 
but they don't actually work as advertised. CO2 can't be lower. China alone is producing way too much for that. So either all the world leaders and policymakers are complete imbeciles. Okay, as much as this sounds like likely, remember that they can hold down jobs, so they can only be idiots. Or none of them believe a word of this climate change crisis nonsense. If they don't, why do you?